0: You're listening to the Bearded Theologians Beardcast hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. For the month of January, the Bearded Theologians will be looking at the word discipleship and we'll be offering many views from blogs to interviews to the Beardcast, focusing on discipleship making. And so we hope that you check us out at beardedtheologians.com. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians hosted by Matt Franks. Zach Bechtold. This week on The Bearded Theologians, we're going to talk about uh, the biblical perspective that we view in regards to discipleship. Uh, Zach and I have different perspectives on this, which makes it even better. Um, and so, Zach, as you think about the biblical perspective of discipleship, what comes to mind?
1: So when I think about the, the biblical perspective um, and what what hits me the strongest um, as far as Scripture and, and really what Jesus says about discipleship and and how to do it is um, is I, I've— I'm trying to think about a of how to phrase this, but it's uh, it's that piece of scripture, and uh, we find it in a couple of gospels. But Matthew says it well. Jesus sitting down with religious leaders, and they're starting to question him. They question him about a bunch of stuff, and they ask him what the greatest commandment is. And so he breaks down. This is the greatest commandment: is to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to love people. Um, and so. That that's kind of where I start, but I like to take it a little bit deeper because uh, I think it goes much deeper than that. There's a practical application. There's a there's a how to do that, and uh, I find that in Luke's Gospel, uh, chapter 10, where we find um, the story of the Good Samaritan. You you, you have um, this uh, Jewish person who is going from Jerusalem to um, uh, Jericho and uh, this historically this road and even up until today this road is a very dangerous road to take uh, There's there's robbers there. It's a rocky treacherous road I mean, you don't go on it by yourself, you know, today two thousand something years later um, And so you, you have this guy he gets uh, Jumped and robbed and beaten and left there for dead and you have three people that walk by him uh, and this is all this Jesus tells the story all in response to um uh a question what does it mean to have eternal life and uh he says well you know uh uh he asked how do you interpret it and the the guy says well you love god and love people and uh, jesus breaks it down well this is how you love people and so this uh this jewish man is beaten and robbed and left for dead you have a priest that walks by uh, and crosses to the other side of the road so that he will remain uh clean you have a levite who comes and he crosses to the other side of the road because uh, he didn't want to deal with it. And then you have this Samaritan, and if you understand the relationship between the Samaritans and uh, the Jewish people, not a good one. They didn't like each other, not even a little bit. And so you have this Samaritan come by, come by and see this man uh, dying on the side of the road, and he knows one of two things has happened. This man's really dying on the side of the road, or he's about to get robbed himself because that was a common practice. Um, And yet he forgets all of that because he sees a person. And he goes to this man. He is moved with compassion, uh, my translation says. And he picks him up. He takes care of him. He tends to his wounds. He takes him to the next town over, pays for him to stay for a couple of days and makes sure the innkeeper knows that I'll come back and make sure I'm even up with you. uh, Take care of this guy. And uh, Jesus' response after he says all of this, um, the legal ex- expert asked, he says, well, uh, or Jesus asked him who, who showed love and, um, the legal expert asks, you know, the one who demonstrated mercy towards them. And Jesus said, yeah, now go do that. Go and do likewise. And for me, that's, that's what discipleship comes down to is we see people, all people, no matter who they are, no matter what, situ- you know, no matter no matter what our feelings are towards that group of people or, or, or what, we're called to go and do likewise. We're called to go in love. And, and to me, that's what discipleship is. It's, it's, it's a whole lot less of the, the practical application of reading and, and praying and doing these, you know, doing those step-by-step things that help lead into that. It's the physical going and doing. Um, and Jesus tells us very clearly here, go and do likewise.
0: So what you're saying is it's more of a, um, you're talking about more of the introduction side of things versus the actual, um, you know, hey, here's, you know, like, here's your 12 steps to discipleship.
1: Right. Absolutely. And, and I, I just definitely play a part in it. We, we have to, I, I think it's all as a whole, right? right. We, we can't go and love people if we don't read scripture and pray and have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, but are we really having a relationship with Jesus and being a disciple of Jesus? If we just sit in our home and sit in our churches and only read scripture, maybe and only pray and only sing and only listen to sermons and then not go and do anything.
0: Okay. I just was trying to <laughs> compartmentalize I something for me. Uh, the the right, Methodist, right. the Methodist in me was it was needing some some more method. Uh, no, uh, no, you're yeah. fine. Because because yeah. anybody can go and love and care for people, uh, right? If they follow right. Jesus or not. Um, I think that that first step is relationship. Um, I think that mm-hmm. that is needed to understand why we're doing what we do. Um, You know, I could i mean i remember like i remember before i was a christian it was easy for me to get people to do what i wanted to do or you know hang out with me and and that sort of stuff like i do now as a christian uh and and you know like we'd get together and watch baseball or we'd go play baseball i mean and we did good things but yet the only reason why we were doing it is because we were getting together for no apparent reason and now i think for me and this can lead me into mine, um, mm-hmm. it, it's not about just about relationship. It's about what we've been called to do because we have those relationships mm-hmm. uh, and that everything we should do should be Christ-centered and Christ-focused. And so, um, you know, so now, like... I mean, I do things with the understanding of trying to show people what Jesus looks like. Um, I mean, and 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 I try to in everything I do, and I know sometimes I'm not perfect at it. But I also look at the disciples and realize that they didn't get it either. Um, and so, mine is in John 21 uh, when Jesus is sitting there with Peter, and, and they just finished eating. I mean, Jesus is always eating. I mean, my kind of my kind of guy. I mean, I love Jesus. I would hang out with Jesus all the time because he loves to eat. Um, but. But but Jesus asked Peter, you know, uh, you know, do you love me? And and he did this three times, and every time he responded, uh, you know, Simon was like Simon Peter was like, yeah, man, I do, like I really do, like. And Jesus was like, man, come on, feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he did it the third time. You know, for the third after he did it the third time, you know, Jesus said, uh, you know, take care of my sheep. Um, and, and he kept saying that, and and the struggle that. I, as I look at this and think about what we've been called to do, we've been called to feed the sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the very last line in that scripture, in, in John 21, 19, uh, you know, he showed the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. After saying this, Jesus said to Peter, follow me. Um, you know, my whole deal with discipleship is it's rooted in Jesus and that, You know Jesus shows us how to live. Uh, And and you pointed that out, too, is to love God and to love our neighbor with our whole selves. And for me, discipleship is one of those things asking us, how can I make a better connection with God that strengthens my relationship with God? Um, And so when we look at that, we are called as if we say we are Christians, that means we are disciples of Jesus Christ. Uh, In order for us to make other disciples, we've got to help feed them and a lot of we're all gifted in different ways. Um, I think, you know, um, you know, there are people that have all sorts of gifts that are great to use for the kingdom that aren't necessarily, um, you know, that you don't have to sit down with the Bible and open it up and, and, you know, share the, long scriptures to, to bring people to Jesus, they can do it through their food or their loving kindness or, you know, the the many gifts of the spirit. Um, I think we need to work on utilizing those more. And I think that that's where the church has fallen short is that we've tried to pigeonhole a discipleship program for each individual context, not really fully understanding what it means to feed Jesus. The sheep. It means going out uh, from where our centers are and meeting people where they're at. Uh, showing them what our needs are, like what our, what we're gifts are and saying that we uh, do what we do. We love you because of Jesus. Jesus showed us how to love. Um, And I think when I think of discipleship, I'm always steered towards feeding uh, God's people um, because I think that that's where if we're going to make headway, if we're going to make progress and people growing closer to God then that's where it starts is is just feeding them and taking care of basic needs so that way they can understand and then when they start to question why you do this really say I do all this because of my faith And, and I think that that leads them down the door and then of course we enter into the whole method of you know uh, covenant and study groups and all I mean it does enter in a door i mean it, it, but i also, I think that you're right it does start with with relationships, but I think we have to fully understand the right relationship that we're having um, and it's not about you versus the person you're trying to disciple it's about you and Jesus and what Jesus calls you to do is really to feed your sheep
1: right and and that's the thing you know you you look at you if you just look at the example of how jesus tended to people or dealt with people or did his ministry and taught his disciples. um, There's not one way he did it every single time. And and so, you know, you talk about the 12-step program. Here's discipleship. Well, if you even took what Jesus did, it just breaks that up. Uh, But in our thought process today, we're so systematic and we want a 12-step plan or a six-step plan or, you know, an eight-week study to figure out discipleship. And it, it just doesn't work in the context of what Jesus tells us to do, to feed his sheep, to love his people, um, you know, to go out and and do these things. Yeah, You know, Jesus sat with people and he ate with them. He, I think Jesus might have been a good Methodist. He loved to, you know, sit down and eat. Um, but he also um, took time out of his day when he's walking somewhere to go do something with purpose when somebody touches his robe to tend to them. You know, and so we, we get all of these different examples and how Jesus kind of shook things up. in um, you're right, it, it, it is a combination of of both of, you know, of all of these things of, you know, coming and being in community, coming and feeding people, tending to people. Um, there's so much there. And then I think when we look at discipleship, is it, well, it's just this, this, and this. Um, or it has to look just like this. And it starts in the church and it goes out or it starts outside of the church and it comes in. Um, I think it's a both end there. Um, I think it has to be that culmination of everything that we hear Jesus say uh, in our personal lives, in our scripture, um, from wherever we hear uh, God speak to us, come together in our hearts and then we take that out into the world.
0: So what you're saying is it's a context and culture thing and that we can't, we can't, uh, prescribe a um, l- l- good example we can't prescribe what, what they do at Church of the Resurrection to uh, any, uh, any one of the two churches that we serve uh, no. but, well but,
1: and, and you can even but, take it even smaller than that I can't prescribe what I do here to you because all right. it just may not work
0: yeah but, but what we can do is boil back the basics and I think that that's the problem that people do Mm-hmm. Cause they'll go to these events or they'll go to these things, to learn how to make disciples instead of asking the question, how could I take what they do and make it fit into my context? It's like, no, we've got to do it exactly like they do. And mm-hmm. you know, I've never been successful doing it that way. Um, I've been deci- I've been successful in making disciples. Uh, if I, if I have, I mean, I'm want to be humble on this. So I'm not, that's God's work, not mine. I'm just a vessel, but, um, but when I've taken something and looked at it and said, how can I get this to work? You know, what are some things that I can do? What are some things that won't work uh, for all the various variables? And I think that that's what we've got to strive to do better mm-hmm. is to look at things and look at p- places that are doing it well and and ask ourselves, what could we do? What's the one thing that we could do to, uh, um, you know, make it better? Um, yeah. And, and you know, if, and-
1: and there are things that do translate, um, mm-hmm. maybe not exactly, uh, but there's certainly ideas that we can pick and pull from people. But if we try to cookie cutter it, yeah, the likelihood of that working, it, it's not. And then that's going to lead us get discouraged and burned out, and, you know, and all, all of those things that we're, uh, that we're aware of and we've talked about. Um, but, you know, coming, coming up in a podcast, we, we talk about this a little bit uh, with Chris Wilterdink. Um, about what it's like to take a big experience and bring it back home. Um, And so I won't give too much of that away because we want you to listen to that podcast, but know it's coming.
0: In a couple of weeks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I I think that that's the whole deal is that this whole deal, we are conversational starters. And so we hope that um, as you think about your biblical perspective on uh, discipleship, I want to encourage you to, to really sit back and ask yourself, you know, what is Jesus calling me to do? Um you know what is Jesus calling me to do and 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 what is Jesus calling me to do inside the faith community that I'm a part of, and how can I do that to to maximize the effort would would you
1: include conversation or conversational starters, however you want to phrase that as a piece of discipleship yes. Good answer. <laughs> I like it. Well, like Matt said, we, we want you to have this conversation in, and we want you to have it in your context, wherever you are, whether it be individually or in the church, um, how are you making disciples? How are you going out and reaching people in, in whatever context you serve, uh, whether it be a clergy or a lay person mm-hmm. or anywhere in between that. Um, we wanna hear your thoughts and, and how you're doing it and, and how it's going and maybe where you're frustrated and maybe where you've succeeded. Um, let us know, um, because I can tell you that gives both both success and uh, failure give people a lot of hope because they know they're they're uh, not alone. And uh, so please uh, reach out to us on uh, the social medias, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitters, um, the
0: YouTubes, What else do we have? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, you're good <laughs> all of those things <laughs> if you just <laughs> and, uh, type in google if you just type bearded theologians in google you'll find us somehow
1: you'll find us somehow that's <laughs> right um but you can also check us out at beardedtheologians.com you can read our blogs we have a really awesome one uh this last week by ashley franks uh who uh you know, not
0: listening to the podcast right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> but she wrote a blog and go read it it's yes.
0: wonderful
1: because uh, We've got a couple of really cool ones coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, you can check out our store by uh, by mug, by shirt, by stickers. Uh, all of the proceeds or profits or whatever you want to call them from that go towards uh, helping us do this better and longer. Um, but we appreciate you guys hanging out with us today, talking about discipleship. and um, Let's carry on the conversation, um, wherever you may be in whatever context you may be in. But for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Zach
0: Bechtel. Uh, I'm sorry, Ashley, for making fun of you, Matt Franks.
1: (laughs) Thanks for checking us out.
0: Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians Beardcast. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians or look at our other content, go online at beardedtheologians.com. And also don't forget to pick up one of those beautiful coffee mugs or t-shirts that we have on our website as well.
1: That makes me happy. <laughs>
0: and that's in the dark house. <laughs>